Voice of St. Louis original podcast. We've got all the happenings from around the St. Louis area that you need to know about, covered by the KMOX News team and the St. Louis All Local. Today is Wednesday, December 13th. I'm Michael Calhoun, our top local story. KMOX is covering breaking news. Happening now, a major traffic crash with people injured. Let's get the latest live from KMOX's Roger Brand. Roger? Yeah, yeah it's in North County, Michael. Uh, North Lindbergh at Jamestown Bay, which is west of Old Jamestown Road. There are restrictions in place there. It was originally reported as multiple injuries and at least one person trapped in the vehicle on fire initially. They did manage to extricate them and get the fire out. But at last check, there's still restrictions. They had it shut down completely. Again, Lindbergh at Jamestown Bay. The westbound uh, side of Lindbergh is the most adversely affected. It's jammed all the way back to old Jamestown Road right now. And we'll have much more in traffic on that and other issues at 510. Thank you, Roger. Brentwood small business owners are fighting back against the city's plans to use eminent domain along Manchester Road. A lawyer representing these businesses, Jamie Cavanaugh, says the city is trying to use a report they commissioned to replace existing businesses on Manchester Road with newer ones. Brentwood adopted this blight study to use that as a pretense to kind of kick all of these businesses out and make way for more expensive high-end businesses or condos. Business owner Carolyn Wilson, who owns Time for Dinner, was shocked when she found out about the plans on Facebook, saying the businesses have always supported Brentwood. It feels like they're not supporting us at all. Kavanaugh adds that the blight study the city is using indicates only five of the 75 properties in the area are unsafe. The report doesn't specify which buildings are considered unsafe. Sean Malone, KMOX News. We've reached out to the city of Brentwood and are awaiting a reply. Well, we'll get to keep calling it Bush Stadium. The Cardinals and Anheuser-Busch announcing a five-year extension of their long-term marketing agreement. This includes naming rights for Bush Stadium as it will continue to be known as that through at least 2030. This is the third version of Bush Stadium, the first being the former Sportsman's Park that was renamed after AB bought the team, and then Bush Memorial Stadium, which was built in the 60s before the current Bush Stadium opened in 2006. AB will continue to have exclusive alcoholic beverage sponsorship at Bush Stadium and Ballpark Village. Matt Pauley, KMOX Sports. The mayor of Dubuque, Iowa, Brad Kavanaugh, has advice on how to restore the River De Pere in South St. Louis. He says the river has to be, as he puts it, renatured. Instead of the water going to places where we don't want it, you know, places like on the roadways and into people's homes, it's going to places where it's naturally meant to be. But the other piece of that is the resilience and sustainability of what that means for the wildlife, for the ecosystem, for for water quality, uh, and then also just for people's health in general. Kavanaugh's advice comes following the major flash flooding that occurred throughout the region last July. He'll deliver a presentation about the success of Dubuque's watershed flood mitigation project at Wine Down Cafe tonight at 6 p.m. Eleven people have died in two years while in custody at the City Justice Center. The St. Louis Public Safety Director went before an aldermanic committee today in an attempt to answer questions. One of those questions from Alderman Alicia Sanye, if detainees are dying from overdose, how are the drugs getting into CJC? Is there a check case any checkpoint were exchanged? Yes. There's a checkpoint, and we're hoping with these scanners that it will, will be will be less intrusive, so the scanners would do it themselves. Coyle is referring to body scanners to check for drugs, but as of now, they have one that is operational. He said the goal is to have three. When Alderwoman Sanye asked if there's anything the alderman can do as a legislative body, we're having those discussions. Okay. Uh, we're having those discussions where there may be something that we can use as legislative actions to help deal with the issue. In two years, 11 detainees have died at CJC, though Coyle was not clear on that number. 
Not all of the deaths are drug-related. Maria Aquino, KMOX News. It's not just the city. St. Louis County is also short of police officers. We have 135 vacancies for police officers and then 37 professional staff openings at this point. Spokesperson Tracy Panis says that's a challenging number, but... A department of our size can uh, swallow those positions a little bit easier than maybe a smaller agency can. We can distribute those shortages so the public does not see any kind of... Um, limitations in their service that they've seen. Fresh officers will be joining the force soon. The department's police academy has a class of eight cadets graduating tomorrow. The KMLX business desk, Dillard's and Chesterfield are still tussling over tax increment financing granted to facilitate transformation of the former mall into a downtown district. Back in 2016, uh, Dillard's at the Chesterfield Mall closed due to flooding and at no point did they ever reopen. But what is unique to this mall is that Dillard's actually owned their property. They were not a tenant in the mall. They actually owned their property. So once all of the TIF was announced with the redevelopment of the entire Chesterfield Mall area, Dillard's was no part of that, and yet they still were a property owner within the development. KMOX legal analyst Brad Young says Dillard's has now refiled the lawsuit alleging Chesterfield violated state law with the tax breaks by not blighting the mall and by not including Dillard's. The city has until June to reply. Well, as the news continues on KMOX, a five-year extension of the long-term marketing agreement has been made between the St. Louis Cardinals and Anheuser-Busch. What does that mean? Well, for one thing, Matt Pauley, live here, is that uh, we won't be uh, faced with a Riverport conundrum when it comes to Bush Stadium. It's going to keep its name. Yeah, you know, I was living in Milwaukee when that ballpark changed from Miller Park to American Family Field. And Classic Brewers name. fans went berserk berserk and they still to this day many will not call it by that name i think cardinals fans would do much the same if all of a sudden bush stadium was no longer bush stadium an american family is still a a blue chip company it's not like they went to you know like guaranteed rate field or something like that right, and they're based in wisconsin so it'd be it'd be like if enterprise or something all of a sudden became the uh you know the the, the naming rights sponsor for bush stadium but it's right obviously Bush Stadium 3, when the brewery bought the team uh, back in the 50s, Sportsman's Park became Bush Stadium, then the Bush Stadium that was built in the 60s, and this one that's been open since uh, 2006. And I think most people in St. Louis can be hopeful that this is going to uh, continue on forever. Yeah, 2030 is uh, this extension. It also means AB still gets a lock on all the uh, beer sold at the stadium, uh, get to be the exclusive sponsor of radio television broadcasts. Uh, this is a really comprehensive deal. Yeah, Ballpark Villages involved in as well so there's uh they're in a they, new area yeah there's going to be a, a brand new all-inclusive area they're going to call it the 703 club uh, it's going to debut this upcoming season located in left field on the second level of the ballpark uh the former location of the budweiser bowtie bar and left field porch so those are being replaced with the uh 703 club it's going to feature a glass exterior design open views to both the playing field and ballpark village so it sounds like a fantastic all-inclusive area that's being added i have to say the the bow tie bar was where I'd go. <laughs> I, I, being somebody who's always covering the games, I never get to like experience the uh, the the fun stuff. Yeah, it was a good Stadium. place. Yeah, I guess I'll have to go to the terrace now. Okay.
Uh, that is Matt Pauley. Thank you so much for helping us uh, talk through the Bush Stadium naming rights agreement. Absolutely. And meantime, in other sports news, SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles will host the Super Bowl in 2027. I asked Ben Fisher, the NFL reporter for Sports Business Journal, about the possible connection between the NFL St. Louis settlement and the awarding of that Super Bowl to Los Angeles Rams owner Stan Kroenke. I do think the connection between the L.A. Super Bowl and uh, the St. Louis matter is interesting. It's all a little bit hard to pin down because certainly no official promises were made and nothing was put in writing. The NFL would always say that it would want to maintain maximum flexibility to negotiate Super Bowl hosts one at a time as they see fit. But a couple of things going on. It's always been the NFL's desire that once there was a stadium in L.A. to play the Super Bowl in L.A. is frequently is reasonable. You know, it works for a lot of different reasons. So it's not necessarily a surprise that they'd come back in in just five years. But also, when they were debating who was going to pay that St. Louis legal settlement after they settled the the big lawsuit over the relocation, there had been some informal understandings among the ownership that Stan's perspective that he was enriching the entire league by building this large, very expensive facility at his own expense was was well taken and that one way to maybe show some goodwill or to further create some equity after the bad feelings around that would be to get another game back there as as, as early as realistic within other considerations so is this is this settlement something that still uh, has maybe bruised feelings or any kind of repercussions or any kind of aftermath? Or uh, is it kind of uh, like, all right, we, we cut the check and now we can put this behind us? You know, I guess my sense of things is that it's mostly old news. That's one of the luxuries created by there being so much money in the NFL. If you and me lost a lawsuit for $800 million, you remembered the rest of our lives. But the money just keeps washing ashore for the NFL and its owners. So, look, are they are they completely over it? I don't know. I know there were some hard feelings. Some people feel that Kroenke really misled them about his indemnification. But my sense of things is that it's mostly old news. I haven't heard about it for a long time, covering the beat every day. Is there anything uh, new on the Jacksonville Jaguars and uh, their quest for a new stadium and, and whether that uh, looks like it's going to be in Jacksonville or if they could be a free agent? My read of things in uh, Jacksonville politically is that they'll most likely get that deal done. It's not easy for any elected official in any city to, to vote for large sums. They'll get some blowback, but I think there's a lot of optimism that that will ultimately happen and it will be in Jacksonville. They might need to leave Jacksonville for a couple of years to do the renovations, which is not great. But um, at this point, I'd be very, very surprised if the Jags seriously considered relocation. They seem to have things pretty well in hand there, at least from a financial and political standpoint. The St. Louis All Local is a production of the KMOX News team. I'm Michael Calhoun. Subscribe and stay up to date.